Hello, hello everyone. Hello, my dear audience. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. This is the second show I'm doing from London. It's 7 p.m. for me here, and 2 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States. Tomorrow I was supposed to be heading home, uh, but I, I'm not going to go yet. I had a wonderful experience being here with me, um, with my daughter in London. Uh, but three days ago, I was tested. I, I didn't feel so well, so feverish, felt kind of weak and tired and was tested positive for COVID. What can you do? Uh, but I have to say, actually, I have to correct myself. I said that I felt good till three days ago. And that means that today uh, it is bad, but it's also not true. I am so happy to be back and to, to talk to you now. Um, yes, I have been, I, I have had fever. By the way, this is the first day today that I don't have fever. I've had physical discomfort, but it's definitely way less severe than two years ago when I had COVID for the first time. But also then I was alone in my apartment in New York. Now I'm staying with a wonderful family of four plus four people, refugees from Ukraine. Remember I had my nephew Vladimir as a guest on this show numerous times. So Anushka is Vlad's first cousin from father's side. I'm staying with her and her husband. Uh, she's taking such good care of me. <laughs> uh, it would be actually ungrateful for me to, of me to say, yeah, now it's bad. Uh, it was good when I was all well. Uh, I am surrounded by love and care. If I were to get COVID, uh, this probably is the best place to get it. I, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I cannot hang out with my daughter. I don't want her to come while I'm having COVID. Uh, but it's an interesting phenomenon. Just because she is within the Uber ride, it feels close. And again, of course, we are talking a lot. Uh, but that's not because, that's really because of being in proximity. Otherwise, she was calling me to the United States pretty much every day. Uh, I am, um, I think I have good attitude by now toward these things happening, unexpected things happening. My other nephew, Oleg, recently sent me these words uh, spoken by Sadhguru. Um, it's a quite unknown sage from India who's, who is living now. In fact, Oleg traveled to India quite recently and stayed in, in the ashram of Sadhguru for two weeks. And the, the statement, the email that my nephew sent me states, do not try to fix whatever comes in your life. Fix yourself in such a way that whatever comes, you will be fine. That's, that's profound. Just let me repeat it. 
Do not try to fix whatever comes in your life. Fix yourself in such a way that whatever comes, you will be fine. I have been definitely making attempts for quite a while to fix myself so that I could accept what is in life without complaints and disappointments. Well, I have not always been successful about it, but definitely made progress. So here I am. Let's see if I can last for an hour. Uh, it's an effort. I haven't spoken much. Uh, I had sore throat and so on. That's the complaining part coming out. But now it feels fine. And I have my ginger tea with honey and lemon. So that also helps. And also maybe you, my dear audience, can help me out. If you call with questions and comments, it is easier for me interacting with someone than just talking nonstop. So please call in with your questions, uh, if you have any, bringing up any subject on health and well-being, and I will gladly address it or try to address it. Uh, the number is right before you, I believe, on the screen. Uh, but just, I will say it just in case, 888-874-4848. Uh, and if for whatever reason you cannot call me, you can write me uh, an email at drpeterresnik at gmail.com. D-R-P-E-T-E-R-R-E-Z-N as Nancy I-K at gmail.com. Now change the, of the subject. Last week, uh, by the way, I will pause for a moment if anybody wants to call. Uh, yeah, nobody is calling. So last week uh, I, we spoke about self-centeredness. I would love to hear your thoughts about it and perhaps your contributions. Remember, we are now in uncharted territory. It will be where I am creating yet another few chapters in my book, Six Pillars of Well-Being. Within this fifth pillar, your conscious beliefs, attitudes, and character traits. I told you that by now, uh, I shared with you 13 traits that some need to work on and some don't, which, which I already written. And the new one, self-centeredness. And that I also came up, Lee from New York. Oh, Lee, wonderful. Lee, you're on the air. Welcome. Hello, Lee. Yes. Hi, Lee. Nice. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. For me, it's an evening. <laughs> I'm in London now. How are you? Oh, well, good evening in London time. <laughs> I yes. have a question. Right. Yes. 
But I'd also like to know whether or not I could offer you some suggestions as to things that might help you feel better. Absolutely. I will be very grateful. Okay. Um, vitamin C. I'm taking it. Okay. Zinc. Zinc. I'm Echinacea. taking it. Quercetin and vitamin D. Okay. And vitamin I'm, D3. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm also taking uh, ivermectin. Okay. So uh, that's why I think that's why I recovered so quickly. Only on Tuesday, uh, uh, on Saturday, I started feeling not not so well. You know, running nose, uh, fever like 108, and it lasted only for three days. And and today mm-hmm. I already didn't have any fever. And okay, that's I, good. Thank you. But thank you for your advice. It's good for people to hear. It's basically, yeah. it is what they call the Lenko protocol. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know, oh, you know what? Lenko I'm so is, glad right? that you had ivermectin at your disposal. That's excellent. Yes, yeah. You know, when I traveled, just in case, I, I brought with me, you know, one, one this um, for the horses. A mm-hmm. little tube, and it's uh, of course the horse gets uh, <laughs> uh, get, uh, is twelve hundred fifty pounds. So you have to divide yeah. in seven parts, which is not difficult. When you squeeze out, you you know exactly, or more or more or less. By the way, you will not get poisoned even if you get uh, up to one hundred fifty percent of normal dose. So, but I, I, I approximately I get uh, one seventh every day. So I already took four days, and I feel so much better. I would say eighty percent better. And okay, and, I'm glad to hear that. I'm so glad and, you had that at your disposal because that is excellent. Yeah, and yeah. The fact yeah, that you were yeah, able to you. get it into your system so early. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, well. I heard so much, you know. Uh, from from so many people, all this information. I'm friends with Dr. Peter Peter Bregan, and Dr. McCullough talks about it, and Dr. Zelenka spoke about it. It's it's wonderful that people are becoming aware that there is an alternative to the sales pitch that they give you on on the news. Mm-hmm. And now, Lee, thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, offering your help. Thank you. And, and you also had a question. Um, uh, yeah, my question is, what causes hammer toes and what can be done about them? I don't know what hammer toes is. Would you, would you describe to me? I don't know what, what it is. Oh, I'm... okay. Um, that's when I guess you would have to say... You're not talking the, about hemorrhages. No, no, no. The actual toes, right? Instead of laying down flat, they come, they curl over like a C. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. You mean it's about the hammer toes? Yes. But, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I misheard you. Probably, maybe. <laughs> Lee, now I have an excuse. I can say, oh, maybe it's COVID. Maybe I don't hear well because of COVID. <laughs> you know, you know I, I, I have no idea. Never had a question like this asked. I have a very good friend 
in New York, who is a podiatrist. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can call him. Uh, I, I wouldn't know. The only way you see, you, have you listened to some of my lectures before? Yes. Yeah. So then you know that I may not know a specific problem. I'm not a medical doctor. I didn't study medicine, but I will be able to detect the meaning of any problem because uh, just like, for example, a person doesn't need to be a cardiologist uh, to, uh, to know that uh, there is some problem with the, with the heart. And that's it. That's it. Let's say the person has this knowledge and a person may not know how the valves operate, that there are different chambers of the heart. It's just they're having a heart problem. What our interest is in is in the meaning or function of the organ affected and what it does to that organ. Because behind any physical, there is meaning or the inner meaning of that physical. So let's let's you and I work on this subject. First of all, when a person has hammer toes, are they both or, or, or just on the right foot or on the left oh. foot? On um, both. Well, I would say so very slightly slight on the left, but very pronounced on the right. I would almost say the left has doesn't have it. It's okay. so minute. And then, then the next question is, what does it do to your walking? Because remember, um, there is a function to the organ, and it's mm -hmm. on your feet. And the feet are, we know, for walking, not backwards, but forward. So the question then is, what is happening with your feet? How does it affect your movement forward? It hampers walking, right? How, um, how does, so does it no. cause pain? Does it cause pain? Or I, I don't know. Please teach me. Uh, it, it's painful, right? Yeah. And yes, the more yeah. it curls, the more difficult it is to get your foot inside a shoe and for the shoe to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And has now it I been some... all your life that you had it or how recently? Um, well, I had it slightly, but over the last month, um, on mm. the right, it has become very pronounced. Uh, it never disabled me like this before, but now it um, it's really hampering. It's hampering mm. to the point where you don't want to put shoes on it at all because right. the slightest bit of friction will cause a corn to develop. Mm. Mm. I, 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 I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's probably very painful. It's hard to have this. But, but let me ask you a question. If you did not have this hammer toes, what, what, where would your feet take you? What would you do? Uh, where would my feet take me? Yes. <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, <laughs> well, I'll put it, have to answer you this way. 
I haven't allowed the fact that I experienced this pain and difficulty mm-hmm. to keep me from getting to go where I need to go. It did not stop you. Hmm? It, it did not stop you, you're saying, right? No, no. What I have some, some shoes. I bought some shoes with um, it's like a mesh top. And they're huge. <laughs> they're huge so much so that uh, they almost will trip you up. <laughs> they're so much bigger than my feet, but it allows my feet to go in. And you know what, um, what, what alarmed me a little bit is that when you told me that it, it's happening on your right foot, and we know right. traditional Western and Eastern medicine, traditional medicine, uh, connect or left side with the past, but the present with what is and the potential for the future. So has it been, and it's only a question, I don't say that it is so, has it been, have you had some ambiguity of going forward, of where you're going, what's happening in a literal sense, where you physically would go, or where you're going in your life? Um, I needed to give me that question again. Okay. Have you had some difficulties? You see, you have the courage and and the willfulness, in spite of this pain, to go still places, like you said. And my question is, before this pain started, has it been and like an inner struggle for you to go those places or any places into the future? No, there was no struggle for me to go any place prior. Mm-hmm. No struggle. But you know, based on what you just said, yes. Ah, something else very interesting has happened, right? Yes. And that yes. is. I had surgery, dental surgery, a little over a month ago, right? Yes. And that surgery took place on the upper right-hand side of my mouth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay. because I just spoke to the doctor about this today, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. The teeth on my right, on the lower left, are to the point where oh, you can't chew. And it's a pain that radiates from the one half, only one half. It's like you just cut my mouth in half. The left Mm. lower side is fine, but the right lower side, all the teeth hurt, and it goes right to my ear. Why? 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 And we're trying to figure out why. This is only over the last week. So we're going to do a little exploratory this week. I'm just waiting to hear back from the appointment. But I just happened to... Draw that to me when you said the right, because it's on the right. Yes, yeah. Uh, I don't know if physiologically the right uh, side of teeth is connected with the right toes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but energetically, it may be, because we are mm-hmm. very, uh, we're very symmetrical. You know, we have two arms, two legs. Yeah. Uh, we have... Uh, the head and let's say like man has a nose and it's connected it's uh, how do you call it with uh, 
uh, mirrored by a penis and, and the woman's mouth is mirrored by vagina. We are incredibly uh, symmetrical and uh, when one part of our uh, symmetrical system is out of balance, it affects other, the opposite system. Mm -hmm. So, right. for, I give you an example. Uh, when I treat, when, when a woman comes uh, for painless childbirth, and I've done for many, many years work on women, I, I call it a gentle birth program now, because God forbid in America, if you say painless and somebody will feel pain, they will sue you. So I call it pain, uh, uh, gentle birth program. Okay. And I teach them exercises where uh, during contraction, they are to focus on their throat because the throat is connected with uh, vagina. So when the contraction is coming, I ask them to imagine they're swallowing a large watermelon. And at that moment, they relax down there. And it's, it works. I have incredible testimonies. Or if I that have somebody, so for example, if, if the opposite happens, um, I, I actually taught a whole class for opera singers, uh, several women singing in New York opera. And I would give them, of course, it was funny, I would give them a vagina exercise. Like I would ask them, their vagina becoming like a sea enemy, like this flower, which opens and closes and then opens wide, wide, wide. And they were able to reach much higher range. So going back to us being symmetrical, it's a strange symmetry that you have a problem, serious problem with the right um, teeth and with the right toes. Mm -hmm. You you may fix the teeth and the problem with toes may disappear. That would be lovely. That would be absolutely yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but let's think. Let's think. This this is like just an idea, right? Mm -hmm. We're trying to understand the meaning of the problem. But since you are saying that there is nothing about the future that you are fearing. So, and, and your answer is, is, is the real truth. I can come up with different suggestions, but you know what's inside. So if there is no, if, if there is no issue, like inside issue regarding moving forward, because here now it's not only one problem, with your feet you move forward, but with your teeth, what do you do with your teeth? You eat, you nourish, it helps you to nourish yourself. Exactly. So, so, it's, so now it, it's not only about moving forward, it's also about being able to nourish yourself. Does that right. tell you anything? Uh, yes, and you know, as you've been talking and I'm here thinking, I am connecting some dots, right? Yes, yes. Because the hematose started... Okay, I had the surgery in my mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And the doctors, you know, anticipated I was going to be in a lot of pain. So they had me to buy, is it Advil, Ibuprofen, or whatever, a pain mm -hmm. medication. Yeah. So they gave me 
uh, pain medication at the hospital, and, you know, when that wears off, matter of fact, the doctor said, don't let it wear off. You know, start the pain medication um, after X number of hours so that it would overlap. But me being me, I like to know what my body is doing. So I said, you know what? If the pain comes on, I'll just have to deal with it, you know, accordingly. But I don't want to take the medication until I know what my body is dealing with. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Mm-hmm. When, that, when that pain medication wore off, I had no pain. But then by the same token, thinking now about what you said, uh-huh. that happened within the space of the month, and during that time is when these toes started to curl. Mm. Isn't it interesting? Let me so hear. So they both have First come to a crescendo now. You know, with the curling more pronounced, and then all of a sudden now, the upper level is where the surgery took place, but the lower level and only half of the lower level—that's what bugs me. Because when you touch the teeth, they were so very sensitive to touch, painful at the touch of my finger, and mm-hmm. only on the right side. And that lower level, which was not even touched. So we'll investigate it, you know, further this week. We'll do some x-ray to see if we can find out if some nerve uh, is damaged um, and take it from there. You know, I find it very interesting that all this time passed, and then all of a sudden now, you know, like six, seven weeks in, here comes pain. But but something interesting, something struck me. You you said that you don't like to t- take medications you need first to know how your body responds and it's all so so perfect we, we must not just follow you know someone's drum you have to trust your own body it's all good you sound like a courageous woman independent woman but you still did take the medication wasn't it going against what you originally wanted well, Which the means you took was... you took the painkillers. I did not. You you said you did you did not take the painkillers. I no, thought no, you took... no, I did not. I bought the pain. I bought the, oh, you, you the bought, prescription you for did the painkiller. Right, and the instruction was, I don't recall exactly how many hours, but after X number of hours, start taking this may, this pain medication so that it would kick in before I could feel any pain. Right. And I determined for myself, I said, you know what? I like the pain to kick in and let me see whether it's a 10, 9, 8, 7 or what it is. Wow, and the wow. pain never kicked and in. After the pain medication never. from the surgery wow. was over, you are great. that wore off, I never had the pain in my mouth. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. But, but then uh, it, it's all good. Uh, but then the question is, What's what's happening now? Several weeks after after the surgery, why is yeah. it hurting so much? Yes, well over it's a little over a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why during is it during that hurting? time? During that time, you know, listening to you and connecting the dots during that time, yeah. Yeah. when the right foot the curl became more and more pronounced. Yes. Yeah. So then, then what is week, what is what is the uh, course of action? What's the course of action? What, what, when you say listening to you and, and putting that together, how do you mm-hmm. want to think or act in a different way? 
what we want is to help you get rid of pain in your foot and in your teeth. Well, yes. I don't know what they're going to recommend or suggest, right? Yeah. But yeah. I made a decision for myself that I think one of the things that might be helpful for me is to get in a pool. Mm. In the pool. Exercise in the in the pool. Uh-huh. In a regular on a regular basis, and also to incorporate some exercises that will increase circulation. Because I do know that I do have a circulation problem. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But meanwhile, what bothers you more, the hammer toe or the uh, pain in your teeth? I have not a lot either to hamper me. Right? The pain will just be there like it was there for maybe three, four hours yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I just keep telling myself eventually it's going to leave. You know, this is just a matter of time and it'll dissipate and go away. But I want to get to the root of why I'm having it. Right. right. But it never occurred to me to take something to stop the pain. Because mm-hmm. if I do that, then I don't know what's happening with my body. Right, right. But but you but you still didn't figure out what's going on. What's the source of the pain? We still don't that's know. That's what I want. That's what I want to know. So, but you you have an appointment already made with with your dental uh, with the dentist, right? Uh, I don't have an appointment yet. I called and spoke with him this morning. So hopefully he will text me back with something. Uh, for this week. Mm-hmm. Let me, uh, you know, a couple of shows, not couple, maybe th- four or five shows ago, a woman called with a um, stomach ache. And she said that she saw the doctor and there was no apparent reason why she would have the pain. And I gave her a mental exercise. And she, mm-hmm. because of the time zone, she works during the the, the time I do the show, but she sent me a text. Uh, she sent me an email saying that the pain is gone. Uh, I think this this the exercise that I gave to her would be probably probably helpful uh, for your pain in for your teeth. Would you like to try it? I most certainly would. Okay, let's do it now. This is for the teeth. We'll deal with the with the toes later. Just close your eyes. And say okay. to yourself in, mentally, I'm doing this exercise with an intention to nourish myself with ease. Now, see a shining blue star in the sky. And in your right hand, you're holding a crystal. It's a big crystal, maybe a foot long. And now the star is shining this beautiful beam of light. And when it reaches the crystal, 
it goes into the crystal and out of the crystal it's sending that beautiful blue light into the right side of your face going into your teeth into your gums into the bones and see your whole right side all the teeth being surrounded and filled with cool blue light and while still connected with the light you thank the star and open your eyes being aware of the light and tell me what what happened okay i follow the instructions to the letter uh -huh. any sensations anything happened not that i can uh testify to no right when when you started doing this exercise did you have the pain in your teeth or it was not a moment when you had the, the pain no i did not have the pain in my oh, teeth okay so then there the, the couldn't be any change uh, i want if you can remember this exercise if you begin to feel the pain that's when you you sit down and do it you understand you don't okay. wait till it goes let's say on a scale from one to ten it you don't wait when it's six to seven you feel it three four you sit down and do the exercise you remember first you make the statement mm -hmm. right you're doing this exercise yeah. with an intention to nourish yourself with ease then you connect with the star then you hold the crystal then the light goes into the crystal and into the teeth and then you think the star and you open your eyes that's the whole exercise so you do it okay. only when i i needed to give to give it to you so i i didn't even ask you if you had the pain or not because i still needed to give it to you so you would you would have it but you do it only when the pain begins okay Okay, I thank you for that. What I'll do is I'll listen to the program over and oh, I'll make sure I jot, jot it all down. Yes, yes. Now, one, one word about uh, hammer toes. It, it makes it difficult for you to walk and pay it full. So I, I give you a little exercise that, you know, it's, it's short and it's i will not be explaining why it works the most important is the result uh, but it's very quick and at times I, I it's not the first time i give this exercise i did, I did not make it up my teacher of blessed memory um, gave it once to somebody and i've done it many times and it can be quite effective so close your eyes and say to yourself in your mind always you state the intention i'm doing this exercise with the intention to walk and run and dance with ease and see yourself now 
walking as you are walking. I have been walking now lately, last week. And now you connect with your heart. And see your heart sending a glow to the whole body. The glow is of pinkish color. The glow is traveling through all the blood vessels, nourishing and cleansing them. And it feels like you are filled with the, this pinkish glow inside of your body. And it's filtering through the pores of your skin. And now the glow is around your body. And you begin to run gently. And you begin to laugh. And you begin to dance. And as you're dancing, you open your eyes. That's all. Okay, thank you so much for that. I will do <laughs> you're, it. You're very welcome, Lee. And I'm looking forward to getting your feedback. Then, okay. uh, if you call with feedback, I will explain you to you the, the technology of how it works and how a person can construct for themselves for themselves uh, uh, this kind of exercises. Why it's this way, not that way. Thank you very much for calling, Lee. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You're very welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Um, Bye-bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am ready to take another call, or I will just keep talking. Uh, so, I, I started, I told I was on the subject of the uh, fifth pillar, character traits, and I told you that I came up with new ones. Uh, self-centeredness, impatience, stubbornness, stinginess, and wastefulness. Uh, and I have an announcement to make. I found yet another trait that some of us may need to work on, and that is the need for approval or validation seeking. Uh, it will be altogether 19 qualities. So far, we covered 14. So what can I tell you? After that, when we're finished with all of them, we'll get to the sixth pillar, uh, our spiritual and uh, moral issues. But I don't think that I will have uh, the energy uh, uh, to talk about about the need for approval. It's a huge subject. It's such a wonderful subject. A lot of things happening because of the need for approval. So I thought, uh, I want, honestly, I want to make it easier. Let me have a sip of my wonderful ginger tea. <clears throat> if nobody call, is writing, nobody is 
Nobody calls, no. Uh, so then I want to share with you something. A while ago, a while ago, I mean, maybe 20 years ago, I wrote a short essay. Why do we not need self-esteem? Why do we not need self-esteem? So I wanted to share it with you. I thought that will be easy. <laughs> so I will just read it. Uh, and yeah, we have enough time, I believe. Here it is. Nowadays, self-esteem is a commonly used concept. There are shelves in the bookstores filled with books teaching how one can improve self-esteem. There are seminars given around the country by so-called pioneers in the field of self-esteem. There are millions of tapes sold every year on how to improve self-esteem. Let us examine the concept of self-esteem and its meaning and significance in the American society and probably in all Western civilization. I have a call. I have a call from Ellie. I am so happy, Ellie, you called. Ellie, you're on the air. Hi, Dr. Peter. How are you doing? Hi. I am I am doing okay. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm sorry to hear that you were sick. Um I was also traveling and I, I got COVID after my travels, so oh. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> you you got after I got in the middle. <laughs> I, I had to postpone. I was supposed to fly back tomorrow, but now I cannot. I will be flying back on Sunday or Monday. Monday. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel well, so much I'm, better, honestly. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to to update you on the the waking dream after I had the the night dream, and you suggested I I try the waking dream. Oh, um, and Ellie, remind me then. Then I'm sorry. I do so much mm-hmm. teaching that I I do so many waking dreams. So uh, remind me, please. I, I will see. I saw the name Ellie, but I don't remember doing this waking dream. So tell me when it happened. What was mm-hmm. the two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Um, it was about a month ago. I had called um, about the the night dream when I I was in an elevator, and there was oh. a, a man there. Yes, the one hundred four. There was some number one hundred. It was one hundred and second floor. <laughs> All right, you see now I remember. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly, and so um, as I was walking away, I did I did the waking dream with you, and I was yes. there yes. with a a man and a dog, and you were saying that I should just concentrate on that and. Every time when I first wake up in the morning, just think about the man and the dog being kind and loving and um, mm-hmm. just being there with them. And so, um, and so I went away to, to visit a friend of mine down south, and um, there, there was a dog, and I was petting the dog, and the dog belonged to this man. He was kind of more, he was elderly than, than I he was like, like maybe in his seventies, but, you know, very fit. And, you know, we, we would go on like long walks and like talk to each other. And, 
you know, and I was petting the dog and I was like, wait a minute, this is kind of like what I was thinking about or yeah. dreaming Isn't about. Incredible? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really incredible. So I just wanted to call and, and tell you about um, the, the waking dream really does work and that you can manifest the things that you dream about and put into the universe. And it actually happened to me. It, it, it's thank you so much for calling and sharing. But uh, that, you know, that waking dream and you walking with the man and the dog uh, was only one part of of what you were creating, because the, I, I don't think that the ultimate purpose of that waking dream was to meet this man and the dog, even though the man was probably a very nice man and the dog was lovely. But that's not the ultimate goal. The goal was for about something else. When we did the waking dream, we probably set an intention, didn't we? Yes. What was the intention? Um, the Usually intention... it's about improving the quality of a person's life, achieving something. Yeah, um, I yeah, improving the the quality of life because in the the waking dream I was walking away from the 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 tower where the elevator crashed and fell and right. I was you know walking into like nature and a more suburban environment and it was it was actually that's that's kind of where I was in this in this really. <laughs> Beautiful so place with made real surrounded changes. by nature. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you actually made real changes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You make exactly. changes in your life. This is beautiful. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear. <laughs> Ellie, it's so nice. Yes. It's it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I, I've been doing waking dreams for so many years and I'm still like kind of amazed how it works where somebody somebody comes out out of their cave and in the field of sunflowers and then leaves my office, goes home, and after years and years that her husband never gave her flowers, he mm. brings a whole bunch of sunflowers. <laughs> you know, like, is it a weird coincidence? No, no. You send, like you said, into the universe a, a strong message without doubt. It's when we introduce doubt, we interrupt the flow of what is going to us. You see, just for you to to agree to do this waking dream, in knowing that you know a stranger will be talking to you and uh, other strangers who who you don't know will be listening. That you need courage for it, and you took a risk. And, and when you take a risk, it's kind of a jolt you send into the universe. I am here. I want what I want, and I'm willing to make an effort. You see, that's how you change. That's the beginning of a change. The rest is just an unfoldment of the waking dream. My, my teacher of blessed memory, Colette, used to say, nothing of value happens unless you make a leap into uncertainty. And you had the courage to make the leap and make a call. So thank you very much, Ali, for calling.
I hope you're welcome, Dr. Peter. Thank you so much, and I hope you feel better soon. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. You make me feel better okay. by calling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad. I'm, I'm so glad to hear it. Um, I get well soon, okay? Okay, bye-bye. And bye safe bye. trip home. Okay, bye. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I remember now doing the waking dream. So, those of you who remember uh, can em empathize with me. Uh, lovely woman. But that's how waking dreams work. It's quite amazing. So let me see if I can um, continue the essay on self-esteem. That's a big change of subject, nevertheless. Um, Forty years ago, I was a newcomer in the United States, knowing enough English to ask for the street directions in New York City, but unable to understand the avalanche of words dire directed at me in reply. I was working as a busboy in an Italian restaurant downtown. That's where it happened. A friendly waiter touched my shoulder and pointed at a customer. I know this guy. He's a businessman, Steve X. He's worth $100 million. It was the first time in my life I have heard a human being being equated to the amount of money he had in the bank. Since that memorable experience, I have heard again and again in conversations, she is worth at least $200 million. On the radio, Mr. Y is worth $100 million. On TV, Mrs. Z is worth $200 million. So let us place Mr. X next to Mrs. Z an arithmetical problem for a first grader, which human being is worth more? There is no other society, as far as I know, in which such a concept is employed. Although in England, in Australia, in New Zealand, in South Africa, they speak the same language. So what one may say, the problem is that there is no such uh, uh, occasional expression. It's not just an occasional expression of a concept in a particular linguistic structure, but an ingrained part of our sense of self-worth or lack of it reflected in the language. The language, the expressions, the idioms evolve slowly over hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. At the base of the expressions are verbs carrying a particular pictorial meaning. The pictures, the images rooted in the words have deep connection with our psychological, intellectual, moral, and spiritual makeup. The word esteem comes from Latin, Latin root estimare, meaning to set a value on. Setting a value on someone or something is a matter of comparison. It is a matter of creating a particular outside standard, comparing to which will determine whether or not he, she, or it is worthwhile or worthless. And if he, she, or it is worthwhile, 
to what degree. People recognize themselves in their communities, writes Herbert Marcuse, in one-dimensional men. They have become what they own. They have become what they do. As a psychotherapist in my office, I have seen clients not to take a job, a low-paying job, not because of uh, uh, they, they did not, it's not clear here, uh, right, not take low, uh, not to take a low-paying job, not because of pay, didn't have money to pay the bills, but because of the fear that it will affect their self-esteem. I have seen parents of a man who was a wonderful carpenter and loved his job. He was happily married to a kindergarten teacher. Both parents were depressed. It hurt them to see their boy doing with his life what he was doing, working as a carpenter coming out of the family of doctors and lawyers. I was a mother, said a woman. She invested all her life into one thing only, raising her children. Her children grew up and left. The mother felt empty, worthless, unneeded. I was a businessman, said a man. He worked day, day and night. He subordinated his life to building his business and felt great about himself, he lost his business, his life lost his lost meaning. It appears the farther we go into search of gaining more esteem, of having more than, uh, being better than, being different from, the more alienated and unfulfilled we become, the more we will hear about teenagers committing suicide and able to set a greater value of themselves. Um, I'm, I'm uh, slowing down because I'm skipping some parts. I want to finish this article. Okay, we have five minutes. Uh, let me, uh, it's too much. Let me tell you in my words. Uh, the idea, how, how can we avoid uh, setting values? It's very simple. We recognize the 26th verse of the second commandment. Uh, we're an image and likeness of God but we are different facets of God. Just like, remember, from the sun, there are billions and billions of photons of light pouring. And each photon is individual, and yet they, they comprise a light. And they're seeing as one. So, we're in image and likeness of the Creator, but we grow on a different pace. That's when once I already spoke to you about Moses speaking to the burning bush and burning bush saying, uh, go and save your people. And Moses saying, uh, and what's your name? And God says, I am that I am. 
uh, God says, I, I, I will be that I will be, because there is no verb to be in the, pre in the present tense in Hebrew. And we, in the image and likeness of God, also will be that will be. So we, we are not something static. We are a continuous uh, flow, or we continue to grow and change, but not compared to anybody but ourselves. The only person we can look at uh, is not self-setting value at yourself, but recognizing where we are and where we want to go as beings in image of and likeness of the creator, we are creators of our life. We can choose to continue our race for greater estimare, the setting value of, or we can choose confidencia, confidence, trust, faith that we are in the image and likeness of God. And then we might simply be, then we might express ourselves, uh, our uniqueness and fullness, or then we might uh, express ourselves in the way Nikos Kasantakis, if you remember, who wrote Greek, Zorba, the Greek, uh, who said, I asked the almond tree, sister, speak to me of God, and the almond tree blossomed. So for the tree to blossom, is to achieve its full potential. Not to become a lion or an oak tree, but to become its own unique self. So is us, all of us. Without setting value, we are who and what we are. And we have freedom to make choices compared to no one. And I have to finish today. I <laughs> went through the hour. Uh, it's time for me to say goodbye. Thank you very much for being with me today. Uh, I hope very much that by next Tuesday I will be at home and will have your attention. Uh, be happy and peace to all who want to live in peace.